0: Hi I'm Harry and I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the
1: items come from?
0: Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and auction trade and if we're honest just about any other topic that happens to come to mind.
1: Hello, we're back with The Gavel and the gabble, Tales from auctioneers, house clearances and all things antiques. I'm joined as ever by my erstwhile partner, Simon. That's me. That's him. He's I'm here. here. As we promised you a little while ago, we were going to talk about the things that we have found. But before that, how was your week? What have we been up to in the last couple of weeks?
0: Oh, well, we've just got off the rostrum, haven't we, today? What's today? Friday. Friday. We've had quite a successful furniture auction today. Well, was it successful? Some bits were very successful. Reasonably
1: successful, although we did have somebody who put in an awful lot of garden items. Yeah. So that was um, challenging. interesting and challenging. All sold, but um, probably would have gone better in March.
0: Yeah, I think that would be fair to say. However, the highlight of today's rostrum was multiple bids for a reproduction corner unit.
1: Yes, we have made auction history um, and we normally turn them down. I don't even know how they snuck that one into the catalogue. Um, but yes, no, it's sold. We can't uh, sell them for love no money because nobody buys a corner unit. I would you have mean,
0: happily laid you a 50 pound bet. I kid you not, that not you generous. would not have got a single bid. Not only did we get a five pound bid, which quite frankly, I nearly fell off the rostrum. We then had multiple other bids. I thought, felt like I was in a parallel universe and we got to, I don't know, 38 pounds for a corner
1: unit reproduction. Simon, you're still reading from this. When I was asking how your week went, it wasn't necessarily talking about the last four hours.
0: On the yeah, project. but that's all I can remember. Um, my week's been good, thank you. Yeah, we've had a very, very busy week. We've had some fabulous clearances. We've done a farm clearance. Uh, in Branscombe, in Devon, which was good. And we did a charity auction, because we're all about the charity. And then we get asked regularly, oh, sorry, regularly, annually, probably would be more the case, to do a charity auction in Bridport, in Dorset, for the Weldmar Trust. And we did that last Sunday. And that was really good fun, brilliantly arranged and put together. A highlight of my auctioneering career was lot 36, which was a wash basin stand and three plastic hubcaps for a Renault Clio. Nice. That was a lot.
1: Yeah. I did a charity (laughs) auction. I don't want to hear about it to be honest. (laughs) Um, So I was lucky enough to be invited by the Red Eagle Foundation and the Kent Wish Foundation who are charity, two charities that look after wishes for kids um, and kids who oh, are nice. in various issues and needs and wants and um, that sort of stuff. And uh, But mine was at the <laughs> London Golf Club. Yeah, one of my lots was for two people for the day to play at Wentworth Golf Club with the pro. Yeah, but you didn't have <laughs> the base of a wash. I did, not included
0: in that were no hubcaps. And also the important bit three of three of three hubcaps for a renault clio yeah now i took the mick mercilessly out of this appalling lot despite the fact that it was for charity and at the end of it a guy came up to me with his mobile phone and said i think you're missing a trick here mr auctioneer because this is what they do with these hubcaps and he held his phone up to me and people have got the um chrome hubcaps and they sculptured them into swans and that and i yeah, said that's they, didn't, all, do, they that's didn't
1: do that with my Wentworth golf clubs
0: well i did have to explain to him the smug little toe rag that these hubcaps were plastic uh, not quite the same therefore is it so we're looking for a three-wheeled <laughs> renault clio desperately in need of plastic hubcaps that somehow the owner owns the basin but not the pedestal to his sink i did say that by the way
1: well i mean i had no doubt i had the mickey taken out of me because in a room full of people who worked in construction, so a lot of very fit and healthy people who had all just played golf so we're all you know sort of you, know, you didn't play around then i didn't play around because even even though they had lots of golf buggies it was not really that was it's not my thing um that there were lots of sporty fitness type lots. Mm. And then there was one uh, lot, which was dinner at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. And I was heckled to the fact where, well, we're now talking in this, in the auctioneer's wheelhouse or something of that nature. Oh, this, you might be bidding on this then, will you? Or something like <laughs> that. At which point I went, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> for dinner for four, Gordon Ramsay. Um, so that, yeah, no, so um, we, we, well, we both- did you, did
0: you sell all your lots?
1: Uh, I suspect that this is going because you had nearly 100 and I had only yes. 14. Or but you, but to be fair, you made more money. I suspect we made more money. I, I know we made more money. You did. In one you lot. You did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the point is that people very kindly donate to all these charities. And then we have the fun. And, you know, it is good fun. We have had disasters. I haven't done uh, charity auction for a while. I did one for, and I won't name the charity, but I will say it was involved dogs. And um, it was an absolute disaster because nobody in the room bid. Really? And um, we had taken a table, and the only people who bid on the things were you that they and liked I? were not <laughs> was our table. Oh, no. And so all our guests took home something because nobody else bid. Now, you could argue that that was down to the appalling auctioneering. But we've got some success in this field, so um, I'm not quite sure what happened there. But it was not a good day.
0: Well, I I did a charity auction, a, a very little charity auction. Pressed a lovely lady who was doing a bike ride for charity, who got a load of friends and people and locals in Devon into a pub to raise money for her bike ride. So charity, yeah, but very small scale and. Not that many people turned up. It was winter and it was cold. So I encouraged people from the public bar to come in. Mistake, (laughs) big, big mistake. Um, Over
1: refreshed were they?
0: Well, well, not so much that they were over refreshed is that they didn't quite get the spirit of charity in that at one point, a very heated stroke fight broke out Oh, no. Because a, we were selling a bottle of whiskey and a woman was arguing that, well, you can buy that bottle of whiskey in Morrison's for less than that. And, and oh, it, I love and those. It, yeah, the Googlers. The Googlers. They were yeah. literally Googling, well, in Asda, it's it's £18.50 and you're asking £20. I'm aware what I'm asking. And it's for charity. You're yeah, charitable giving, yeah. Yeah, it all got a little bit... Slightly punchy. Okay.
1: But our charities did well and we enjoyed supporting them. That's what it's about, mate. That's what it's about. I mean I have good fun. We have done um we do um uh if you've got charity and you want us to come as a double act, we've done several of those and they've usually the most successful. I'm sure we'll talk about those later, but um we've done some fairly swish ones, haven't we? We have done some very what was the one in Windsor Great Park? We yeah, we did one for uh, the Girl Guides Girl Guides Association with it was a very small gathering. There can't be more than hundred people there. Wow, that Ter- was crazy. Theresa May was there, and- Who else was
0: there? Our princess
1: Snow? Yes, yeah, there was a princess. Prince Edward's wife, Sophie, is it? Sophie. She was there. Not Alice Baxter. No, and she was great fun. She was, she was bidding, uh, got involved, got everybody going. She was brilliant. She was great fun. Yeah, so we have done some Swiss ones. We are um, slightly irreverent, but we will raise your charity um, good money we had said we were going to talk about things that we have found and all the rest of it so i will start with when windsor auctions had was its infancy would that be a fair way of saying
0: very much in it certainly in the first year wasn't it yeah
1: yeah a year or two yeah maybe first year um we had a lady come to us uh with a boot full of stuff and was having a tough old time god bless her in the boot was a very nice little chinese vase which, for many people in the Chinese ceramics scene, it's very difficult to tell which ones are going to fly and which ones aren't. And also, she had... The only other thing we took off for was some Victorian marbles. Marbles, yeah. Not
0: the marbles. Elgin marbles, just some marbles.
1: Not the Elgin marbles. That's a whole different... Another debate. And um, the Victorian marbles. So it went into a sale, and I think uh auction estimate i want to say was 800 to 1200 was it that's correct yeah 800 to 1200 so it took about five minutes six
0: minutes i can actually remember it was lot 55 yeah and you opened the bidding at 800 or a thousand mind you you should go back a step what happened on the viewing days
1: oh so we put this up
0: the whole world turned up yeah and they poked it prodded it they shone lights through it they held it up to the sunlight they wanted to see mm. it in a darkened cupboard with an ultraviolet light it was very 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 strange and we knew something was afoot was
1: afoot good phrase um and yeah so yeah but on the day it started at 800 quid it took about five but there's a video of this somewhere I think but it took about five, an edited version, yeah. but they took about five minutes to make it to 30,000, Yeah, to 30,000 online. And then it took about 30 seconds to get to 55,000. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so it was great success and um, all good fun. But the side story was when we rang the customer to tell her the good news and her good fortune, because uh, we were all- She'd
0: been watching online.
1: Basking in reflective glory. She, we started the conversation, have you got something with you? You know, do you want to talk about this? And we are going to tell you about how you've done. And then she said, how did my mar... We t- said it, so it sold for this much. And then we knew she hadn't been listening because she kept saying, but how did the marbles do? <laughs> they sold for about 200 grid, which is great. She had loved 200 pounds before. Then we said, no, you need to pay attention to how much your bars went for. She was very happy. She was very happy.
0: Not quite as happy as our wives were, who were sat in the office because the vase actually sold to a gentleman in the room, bizarrely, who came from London, outbid the internet, outbid another fellow in the room, up to whatever it was, 58,000, and then literally got up, walked into the office, and gave a debit card to the girls. Oh yeah. At which point they went, what now? (laughs) What am I supposed to do with this? Susie's recollection was she was typing in the numbers and the zeros and progressively shaking <laughs> more and more. Press the thing and it literally popped up on the screen. Call this number. And they went, oh, no, what are we going to do? Called the number. They said, yes, hand the phone to our client. He gave some coded message. The peacock is on the watchtower or something. I don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> and the next thing, <laughs> the little machine went zzz, zzz, and that was that and he picked up his vase and walked out which was really quite bizarre and when
1: you haven't been selling items of that value initially it is quite eye-opener well that was our first that was our first big sale first big sale and actually it was subsequently it it does help because you can then go from strength to strength after that
0: what was funny is though that was lot 55 and we were very new to the business and we were very new to auctioneering and bless them our faithful audience auction audience auction public gave us a big round of applause and there were audible gasps the thing is we then had to go to lot 56 which was two framed prints for a fiver yeah absolutely <laughs> oh God, yeah. and carry on for another 700 lots thinking what just happened there
1: did that yeah happen? and then you can't really chat about it because no, you got no. to yeah i do remember that that's always the fun bit about auctioneering when you've got the when you have a success and you're on the rostrum you then got usually another 100 or 100 or 200 lots immediately afterwards Um, see so the two of us auctioneer simultaneously together Um, whichever we laughs at i mean i say i get lonely up there but it does seem to work for us it does yeah it's just good fun but um yeah but lineback you've had uh,
0: we've had some some nice we had a painting by an iranian art now this wasn't quite so unexpected because weirdly down in sleepy Devon, we ended up with a client who was a shipping heiress who had retired to Devon, who got to, we got no to no find
1: a place to retire. Exactly,
0: system. exactly. It's not where you'd expect to find a shipping heiress. No, that is true. I, have to I say mean, that. I don't know where they
1: congregate. I don't know any shipping heiresses. Is that,
0: well, I just know the one. Lovely lady, not to be messed with, quite forceful, quite direct. And she gave us this painting and said, you sell that, it needs to make 20,000 plus. Oh, crikey, okay. It's by an Iranian artist, by Yepti. And I said, "Um, obviously we won't use names, Does does it need a bit of a clean? And she went, yes, 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 it does. It was hung in our apartment in Lisbon and the kids decided to have a fight with coffee cups and threw coffee all over it. So that's what these marks are, they're coffee stains. I gave them a right telling off. Made thirty-eight thousand on the rostrum, despite having in brackets "could do with a clean." Could do with a clean. <laughs> Could do with a clean. Yeah, do you remember the coffee? It was an interesting picture as well, wasn't it? Yeah. What about the coro as well?
1: I like the backstory of the coro. I like the fact that we had to have the coro <gasps> authenticated. authenticated in Paris. Who did we strap it to? So we had a gentleman called John, John. who worked for Winter. I want to say. He owns a sandwich bar in Sandwich. And actually, <laughs> I think that is actually the case. Um, so he worked for us, and um, he was the safest pair of hands we had. He was the safest pair of hands. We'd known him a long time, and so we wrapped our coro, put it in his backpack, and he went on the Eurostar.
0: He went on the Eurostar to Paris. Yeah, where we got in touch with a lady who flew in from New York. Yeah, who had the big book of coros and spent literally four <laughs> minutes and went looked at the painting
1: looked at her piece, i hasten to add and, she may have spent four minutes for a fee for a fee <laughs> a quite sizable fee
0: i might add and she went yep yep that's the one oh okay uh wrote us a little letter gave it to john he got straight back on the eurostar brought it straight back put it in the safe what did that make Sixty
1: thousand. a lot of money
0: a lot of money a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, but we had to go to some length, but it was interesting. So those are the lengths
1: we'll go to. In fact, in the last 10 days, I've driven to Birmingham to see an expert in emeralds to have a ring authenticated. Those are the straight lengths that auction houses go to, to yeah. verify and check and all sorts of things, the items that we've got. But I have to say that both of us were too lazy. to go to Paris, which is slightly worrying really, because we could have made a day of it. But, yeah, um, but
0: you are, if I'd have gone or you and I had gone, we'd have got it authenticated. We'd have got the letter and, found and then restaurant. found a restaurant and lots of wine. Chances of you, I, the <laughs> painting and the piece of paper making it back to Blighty were slim. John, much better choice. Much better choice. John, straight there, job done, straight back on the train, straight back. Not even sure he paused for water no. or a sandwich, bless him because that's the kind of guy he is. So that's why we sent him. But then we have to go to those lengths because of the, you know, the fake industry is massive, isn't it? And we do come across it a lot. Watches.
1: Yeah, Handbags. Handbags and watches, which people will realise are sort of, they're the most profligate. Mm -hmm. However, there were an awful lot of imported white friars glass so white friars glass from the 50s and 60s mm. it goes in and out of fashion but it's collectible um and they were brought over in shipping containers weren't they yeah um yeah. i believe from china um heavily faked in the uh, peak times and um yeah so we have to be on our metal.
0: and it's easy to it is easy to make a mistake even only a few years ago do you remember the chanel handbag which one do you remember the chanel handbag down in line so we had a chanel handbag in and we were we had a good look at it and we know that they're heavily faked and we put it up and yes i do i'm had, beginning to remember this thing. and do you know what a really nice lady phoned up and said do you think We said, "Oh, it's very very good quality so we're hoping it is she said well i'll tell you what i'll let you into a secret if you go go and get the bag There's a lot of beautiful lining inside the leather handbag. And in the corner, if you turn the lining inside out, I thought, God, this is a trick of the trade. There's a little velvet, like grey, tiny, tiny stub of material. And on it, there'll be a number. And if there's a number on it, that's the serial number. You've got a good one. And I thought, oh, there's no way. Got it. (gasps) There's the little tag. There's the number on it. Oh, happy days. You know, it's actually worth four or five thousand pounds. So we put it up there on the morning of the auction. Do you remember? We got a phone
1: call. Yes, I do remember this. It's all coming back to me. From to be fair, the, uh, I'm not very good at the memory.
0: From the uh, brand ambassador of Chanel, she was properly cross saying that's a fake. Take it down. If you sell it, we will use all our might to sue you to within an inch of your little lives. And we said, well, how do I mean, to be the... fair, there's quite a lot of me. Well, she seemed cross. <laughs> she seemed very cross. Turned out that despite all our hard work to, well, I say hard work, all our attempts to authenticate and to find the little tab and to write the serial number and to update the records and our lovely customer who helped us she said, well, if you've gone a few steps further, you'll know that that's the number that the fakers use. There are thousands of that number. So I mean, went, you so you're telling me that they go to all this effort to create this magnificent handbag, but don't bother to just increment that number by one every time just to throw, nope, they just use the same fake number. So now it's worth a tenner. And a spelling court. So we went from five thousand pounds to ten pounds, and an irate lady brand ambassador who wanted to do terrible things to us. It's not fair, is it? It's not fair. It's not fair. There are it? so there are highs and lows. We just want to temper that.
1: Yeah, but that it's, is true. It's not
0: all fifty-eight thousand pounds paintings. Far, far from it.
1: And it's not helped by the fact that people um, try and trip you up. They're naughty. Naughty. They're naughty. People are naughty. Yeah, I think other people refer, I refer to it as criminal. Fraudsters. <laughs> very, very naughty. Yeah, it is tricky. So as you build your business, um, you surround yourself with more and more experts and more and more people and gemologists and ceramicists and all sorts of stuff.
0: It's, yeah, it's amazing the amount of which things is you what you need to do in order
1: to and specialists. But even they, by their own admission, will tell you that they get caught out.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we have Absolutely. one we have one just recently a silver what was it a silver bear that was going to be worth a lot of money and it was only under a microscope that we worked out that the hallmarks had been spliced out of something else and very skillfully
1: inserted into this fake now, that is, that is interesting because we did a course at uh, it Goldsmiths, the Gold Vaults yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, in London. And um, where the hallmarking and all the rest of it takes place. And they uh, do a course on fakery. And that's quite common, isn't it? That they'll, yeah. s- they'll squeeze the hallmarks off a spoon into the bottom of a teapot to obviously make the teapot worth mm. far, far, far more.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, it's miserable. And who's got that time? Apparently they do. They do. (laughs) Why don't you go and find the real thing? There's not enough of it. There's not enough of it. Yeah. Not easy, is it? Um, I found something interesting um, this week that a gentleman had uh, brought in some um, gold jewellery and wanted to regale me with the fact that the acid that is in many of the sets that you buy online on 18 karat gold tests the same for 18 karat gold as it does on stainless steel. He was in possession of a stainless steel necklace. It turned out, oh no, yeah, because he'd taken it to have it properly analysed, not using acid, using a very expensive machine that very few people can afford. And uh, yeah, and it was stainless steel with gold, yeah. Right. You know, I, I, I'm being slightly off color here, but you know, that Friends episode when they, the characters are discussing the fact that condoms are 94% effective and 6% of the time they're not. This man is in his 60s, he's about 65, 66, and was telling the story. And it the first time he'd ever heard it, he'd been dealing in gold and silver his entire life. <laughs> and so he got to this great age, he just was like, his mouth was just opening and closing and not saying very much. He said, can you believe that, Harry? It tests exactly the same way. So you think you're getting gold, but you've actually got a stainless yeah. steel. He thought it was white gold. Very funny, um, whether that's true or not. Fortunately, he wasn't giving me the necklace to... Fortunately. To say because that could have been an absolute absolute disaster.
0: What have you got coming up over the next few months to sell that's going to be exciting do you think?
1: Exciting if we're able if we bring to market the emerald ring that's a very exciting thing. How big is that? 20000 pounds Nice. 3.6 carats made by a really lovely maker. We've got some fun things coming up. Well, our clearance team aren't talking to me because this will make you laugh. I went, we went to our house recently to collect 100 clocks. We <laughs> love those. And these clocks are all quite similar. So a few slate clocks, but an awful lot of Napoleon... Hats. Hats. <laughs> so we're going to flood the market. This was a legacy left by somebody beside the clusterway. But when they got there, they'd found some more clocks. And there were 250 clocks. Oh, great. So in our warehouse, we have... 180 boxes, packing crates, <laughs> full of clocks. So we're having a clock auction. I think you're having a clock fair. We're having a clock auction. Make sure you spell that right. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, that should be quite fun. Um, and there were some nice ones. Well, there were some Chinese clocks in there and all sorts of bits and pieces. But generally speaking, it was a um, some good looking, but not hugely, hugely valuable. But that was quite fun. Yes, the clearance teams are... Uh, I just uh, yeah they weren't happy with that <laughs> uh so uh yeah but you never know what you're going to collect that's the thing isn't it how about no. you um how's your farm
0: clearance uh do you know what that was awful absolutely awful i thought it was going to be really exciting it was a beautiful farm in the middle of nowhere where... what you see on
1: social media that's what i tell you
0: no there were some lovely
1: pictures of well, the farm and do you know every what... vans yeah running yeah, around
0: yeah and do you know what happened There was some beautiful furniture. This farmhouse hadn't been touched for 60 years, 80 years. There was some beautiful furniture in there. I have never ever seen woodworm like it. Literally roll top desks just fell apart. I mean, crumbled like you wouldn't believe. I opened a wardrobe door and when I closed it, a puff of smoke came out the side it wasn't smoke, obviously, it was the dust from the woodworm. So I opened the wardrobe again, closed it again. A big cloud of sawdust. Oh my life. I've never seen woodworm like it. There was a beautiful roll top desk. There was some fabulous Victorian furniture that had obviously been all of it rotten as a pear. I could not believe it. I was absolutely gutted. There was one or two literally out of a seven bedroom farmhouse we got a few bits from the outbuildings, you know, a bit about architectural salvage, but everything else. We couldn't have it in the salvage. When you
1: when you do these clearances, you're always hoping for, so we've had things like butchers' blocks, yeah. old carts, that yeah. sort of stuff, and you get very excited when you're going to go and clear a farm, but not on this case for you. Not on this case, but
0: to make it up, I'll tell you what we do have, and we literally... The boys are not thanking me for this. There used to be a company called the London and Manchester Assurance Company. And they were founded in something like 1840, 1860. We have their two, I imagine they were the gable ends of their building, windows. So, crickle windows, 10 foot tall, 5 foot wide, arched, with a window in the middle that, oh, how do I explain this? Imagine a rectangular yeah, window in the middle. Yeah, this good for a podcast. Yeah, with, but with a bar through the middle and it pivots. Oh, clever,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: around the centre of the window. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But in the middle of it is their coat of arms all done in... By the
1: time this podcast goes out, by the way, it's probably that this will all be sold. Oh, it'll but be the, long gone. You'll be able to look it'll it up long online. On.
0: It took five of us to move each window, and they are cripplingly heavy. I think the glass is nearly an inch. Each pane of glass is about an inch thick. It's got all the bubbles in the Victorian glass, and it's absolutely stunning. And we're desperately hoping that somebody is gonna buy them and sort of use the two ends to create, I don't know, a greenhouse or an orange tree or something like that. But they're amazing. But the boys are not impressed having to carry those things. And where are they now? In the warehouse? Outside. Strapped to the railings so the sun shines through. They won't stand up in the warehouse. They're too tall. Oh, really? And we can't get them upstairs because they're too heavy. So they've got to be outside and we've strapped them to the railings, but they do look good out there. They're absolutely stunning. And it turns out, because I was wondering, London and Manchester Assurance Company, why have we collected them from Exeter? It turns out, at some point in their history, they move their headquarters to Exeter and they were just in a garage, in a house in Exeter. How they got to the garage,
1: I have no clue. Yeah, but I mean, we've talked about this before, how did um, that eye x-ray machine and all that sort of stuff end up in a garage? You just never know.
0: You just do not know. And you cannot tell by looking at a house what you're gonna find. In other words, you can look at that magnificent farmhouse. I think you're on a on a, yeah think you're on an absolute winner. This is it. Christmas is paid for. I've barely got a cracker out of it. (laughs) And yet I've got a house around the corner that's a 1980s new build semi. Turns out the guy in there was a fossil collector and collector of antiquities and filled his house with the stuff.
1: You just don't know, do you? That is very true. I was trying to think of the... um, It's usually the most... The smallest house in the smallest... Flats that have the most, the highest propensity of gold and silver in them for us. So it's a very sort of non-obvious, non-flamboyant, non-flashy three-bedroom semi that we all live in. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. It's got all the goodies in.
0: Yeah. Or, Or you go to a country pile, a country estate, they're not letting go of anything. No. Or they don't have anything. Or they don't have anything or they've already sold it. Yeah. I did go to one about three or four weeks ago where, oh, magnificent house, lovely old gentleman living there, basically gave me a tour of the house, all of the magnificent artwork, several tons of silver. I don't know how much in Chinese and basically showed it all to me and then said, but I'm not selling any it."
1: So, so why were you there then? I don't know. <laughs> to this day.
0: No, 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 I do. So basically, He basically wanted to see whether or not, if he died sometime in the near future, could he potentially nominate us to sell this stuff on behalf of whoever he leaves it to? To say it was a long shot.
1: Well, that's nice that he nominated you.
0: Not really. He was as fit and healthy. Didn't matter how many times I (laughs) pushed him down the stairs, he bounced back up. He was absolutely
1: fine. I think sometimes people just like to get reassurance about their things, don't they? Yeah, they do do you think yeah. i think we get the occasional call where you think i'm just going to hope they make a really nice cup of tea because i'm i know before i even get there we're not going to see any of the stuff
0: and let's be honest there are some where bless you go out to see a little old lady or a and we put in the papers we come out we do you know it's a free survey appraisal yeah. that's what i was looking for and you get in there and you get shown loads of lovely stuff and you get made a lovely cup of tea and there's biscuits on a plate
1: I'll, you do only for, I'll do anything. You realise That's you're
0: there. You're there for forty five minutes, because that might be the only person they see all day. Bless them. All week sometimes, or all week. So you sit down and you look at lovely things. You eat your biscuits. In yeah, your case, you eat all the biscuits. In my case, I
1: eat all the biscuits. I am partial to cake then, rather than biscuits. Hey, do they really serve up cake? Well, you've got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you know you're in for the long haul, I don't feel there's anything wrong with saying. Have you got a Battenberg? Maybe that's just me, is it? I think that's obviously just you. Yeah, no, to be honest with you, part of what we do is, so it can become a bit of a social service because of the nature of the situation. Because we're dealing with people who are sometimes in challenging situations. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, yeah, it is interesting and it is tricky as well when you're actually dealing with people who are having to sell the family wares in order to pay the bills.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And that was the case with the Chinese vase, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they, very much. they so. were having to pay for the care.
1: Bills had to be paid, and therefore they were overjoyed because things were not going 100%. And so, yeah, so that was, yeah, getting back to that Chinese vase.
0: And I suppose the, the, the lesson learned there is that that vase turned up, what, in a little bag or a Tesco's bag or something. Yeah. They had no clue. They thought it might be able to make a few hundred pounds. People often underestimate what they actually do have, particularly if it's come down the line, particularly it may not be something you like. It may not be something you're interested in. It may be something you think is absolutely awful. Mm. You know, some of the some of the pottery that we sold was totally out of fashion. Well, we had
1: that bronze the other day, didn't we? The, um, the yes. bronze that's a lovely lady, downsizing. Um, we've sold a few things for her in the past and she went to... A tombola or a raffle or something, she? she bought a 50p ticket supporting her local church hall. And there was a bronze well, they didn't know it was a bronze figure, but a figure, metal figure, and uh, that she bought for 50p because her ticket was it the
0: Tibetan one.
1: No, this is the uh, sort of the more green one, not the Buddha. And um, so she bought it home and she brought it, in, and then she was downstairs, she said, Oh, I don't want it, and mm. blah 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 blah. So she brought it in here. And it sold for five and a half thousand pounds. That's remember? the one, yeah. And then
0: there was the lady with the headrest. Yeah, you had a headrest. In Seaton.
1: Yeah.
0: I find this story a bit difficult, actually, because it doesn't necessarily have a... So she had fallen on hard times, brought us a big bag of stuff, and in there, there was basically... It's almost like an... It's not an H shape, is it? Anyway, it's a it's a carved wooden tribal...
1: It's Head a headrest. Yeah, it's, it's H-shaped insofar as it's, H-shaped. Got a, it's got a, yeah, H-shaped. Kind, kind yeah. of. Kind
0: of, yeah. Kind yeah. of. Anyway. With a lid. To a lot of people, it just looks like a piece of carved wood. wood. That's it. We kind of, we knew what it was. The thing about it was, how much did it make? I mean, it wasn't vast money. It made £1,800, pounds, £1,900. Pounds.
1: I, I, I tell you what, if somebody comes up to me and gives me £1,800, pounds, I <laughs> I refer to that as vast money.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with
1: you. I agree with you. I'm very happy with 1,800 pounds.
0: Particularly, because if you remember, we put the gavel down after a bit of gavel. See what I did there?
1: Yeah.
0: And at 1,800 pounds, at the end of the auction, we closed the auction off, said goodbye to everybody. And there was a lady walking towards us in floods of tears. Do you remember? And it was her. It was her. And we went, oh, my God, this doesn't look good. I think we've upset someone. And she was over the moon and that was when she told us, we were still sat on the rostrum, that was when she told us, I bought this in a local town at the local charity shop for a pound. That's right, yes. Now, that charity shop, I feel slightly bad for in that they kind of missed out. That said, from the point of view of this lady who was struggling, bless her, it's still kind of did its charitable good thing, this item, but yeah. Yeah, it worked magic for her. Yeah, she paid a pound for it.
1: That was a bit, She yeah. did well. Yeah, there, there are tales like, well, well, there's two, aren't there? There's the lady with the 50p yeah. uh, raffle ticket and your lady with the pound. Never happened to me. No, haven't been to a car boot and tripped over a 18 karat gold watch or a, No. An incredibly rare piece of Troika or no. whatever it might be. No, 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 no. No. Been to a car boot and, you, and just wondered why. And you'd think we might know what we were looking for, wouldn't you? Would well, you'd say we'd have a faster better <laughs> chance than many. Obviously not, uh, not, not as much as uh, those people. Yeah, it's like picking a horse by its colours rather than its yeah. form.
0: But, but isn't that... Well. There is a, auctioneering is a bit of a gambler's game, isn't it? Each month we've got to make a sizable amount of money to keep auction houses running and we pick our 500 lots, and we pray for a bit of a
1: lucky roll of the dice on one or two, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you're always hoping you've got a sleeper or something that's just come back into fashion or whatever it might be, hidden away in there.
0: Or just something that two crazy people want.
1: I mean, to be fair, I think all auctioneers would agree that they're very very, uh, big fans of two crazy people going after the same item. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're all after. Right, well, if you're after more tales of crazy people and uh, more bits and pieces and the inane ramblings of two auctioneers, um, uh, no doubt we will be back with uh, another episode uh, in uh, it. seven to ten days. It's another 40 minutes done, mate. Blimey, right. flies by, doesn't it? Flies by, flies by. That's a lot of gabble. Should well, we go and get some dinner. Let's get something to eat. Excellent.